Hi, I'm James Meston. This is the School Life Podcast. Welcome to the third and final episode in the series from St. Aloysius College for 2020, which is the second of a two-parter recorded at this year's Mercy Day, which happened on the last day of Term 3. If you haven't heard episode two, which is the first part of the SAC Mercy Day podcast, it's a bit confusing, I know. I put a link to that in the show notes. Check that one out first, and I'll be here when you get back. Okay, welcome back. Now, after chatting with Holly, I touch base again with student social justice coordinator Claire Peterson. And just as we met up, we noticed that one of the stalls was getting a little bit of extra promotional help from one of the teachers. Mr. Mosca's got his uh, all his very stuff on. <laughs> He's looking great. Look at that pizzazz. It's pretty intense in here. There's a lot going on. I walked in those doors and I was like, barely could like get in. Is this kind of is this kind of what you expect from SAC? This kind of like everyone just jumping in? Yeah, definitely. In? Yeah, of course. I expected nothing less from today. And I guess the coolest part about it is is that you look around and you see, you know, a thousand plus students all with like dollars in their pockets ready to spend and all that money that everyone's putting in is going to these amazing mercy charities that we support and so it's such a fun day and you get to get some nice food or hang out in casual clothes with your mates but it's the money that everyone's putting into this day and the effort that each class puts in to generate some revenue for the Mercy Works that our school's all about. So I'm not surprised at all that it's like this hectic and that everyone's having a good time and that the vibes are really high. Yeah. Um, it's like this every year and it's just brilliant. So What's the connection, like what connection do the students make between all of this fun stuff and all of this activity and where the money's going and what the work is doing? I mean, how much of that, like it's all well and good to like come out and say, yeah, we're gonna have a great day and it's gonna be this, that and the other. But how much of it do you really think taps into it for the students to the actual work that's being done? I think a lot more than you would think because I guess our all our whole year is revolved around Mercy Works. Like our school is a Mercy school and so from day dot of your education at SAC it's pretty well drilled into you that, you know, we're out to support people who are less fortunate and, and the sort of people that we can assist is through our walkathon and Mercy Day and every fundraiser we do throughout the year. So it's not just the one day where you might easily forget where it's all going. Um, you know, every kid here would know that this is something bigger than just, you know, buying a pancake or a little pot plant. So um, I think, yeah, it's, it's a pretty strong connection between these sort of days and, and where it all goes and why we're doing it. Uh, it's been a bit of a, a crazy year for the social justice leaders for Tegan and Lucy. How have they gone with it all and how have they kind of adapted their kind of like social justice leadership journey uh, as a result of all this stuff? They've done so incredibly well. Um, from the start of the year these guys showed up with like a printed out plan of what they wanted to achieve and that is something that um, I was so thrilled about and I was just so warmed that someone else was really um, into their role so much so that they've got an agenda and they wanted to achieve so much this year. Um, I think obviously then uh, there was a bit of letdowns in that they couldn't achieve all these things that they wanted to but those two, Tegan and Lucy, um, showed up at every opportunity. They engaged in the jam from home stuff. They 
um, you know, as soon as we could come back, they were on it in, in, at the meetings and organising their own little things outside of that. So they've not dropped the ball at all, despite, you know, the whirlwind that has been COVID. So, so it sounds like hardly dropping the ball. They've like literally picked it up and run with it that's regardless right. of the situation. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they've done. Yeah. James, have you gone and seen the op shop? I haven't. Two Do people have already told me about this. Do you Whereabouts want me to is take it? you there? Yes, please. Oh, right. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like a really old, classic-looking op shop. Purple walls at the top, different kinds of like wallpaper around the walls. And again, the vibe is just huge. It's great. Hi. This is James. How are you going? James works with Tracy, my sister. I was about to ask about the lacoon. Yes, he did ask that just before. Yeah, we are related by, because we've got the same parents. <laughs> Did you buy this one? So what's what's your actual role here, Wendy? What's I'm a teacher. Your, you're a teacher here? Yeah, yeah, I'm a teacher and I'm involved in the Justice and Mercy group and I've got a real interest in recycling, upcycling. I What's um, upcycling? So upcycling is when you take a piece of clothing and you might not like it anymore, but there's something you can do to change it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, it's, so you adapt it? it? Adapt okay. it. Yeah. You can add something to it. You can embellish it or you can um, completely adapt it and turn it into something completely different. Okay. So that's the plan for this op shop. This this is just stage one. Stage two is we're going to offer workshops so that students can learn how to repair. One thing I've realised is that they don't know how to sew on buttons, they don't know how to sew on hem, sew up a hem. So I want to offer workshops where I can teach them things like how to repair their jumpers if there's a little hole, how to do that properly. Okay. Um, just some basic sewing skills. Oh, so hang on, so this op shop remains? Yes. Oh, this isn't just for today? No. Okay. No. How long has it been here? Well, it just opened today. No this way. Is it. This is the opening day. This is the day. grand opening. This wow. is the grand opening. And so this was just a storage space for drama. And so we completely cleaned it out and did all the wallpapering. Um, really got the students involved from JAM, like from year three to year 12. They have come in and helped us sort out all the donations. I've just fossicked around on Facebook Marketplace to get all the little props. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and yeah, so so this is it. So this is just um, the first stage and then we're hoping that we can start to offer those workshops. And hopefully um, it will actually become part of a curriculum next year, perhaps. Is there scope within the curriculum to be able to in integrate this? There in? is. There's business and innovation. There's integrated learning where the girls need to take on a particular project and that can be an upcycle jacket or learning uh, to put together a bit of a business plan, preparing the shop for spring or summer or winter, um, learning about display, design. So there's a lot of scope. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do this. I mean, you're a teacher here at the school. Yeah. You've 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 got a curriculum. You've got your lessons. You you've, yeah. you've got a plan there. Go. Why does this matter to do this? Like, why do you care? Um, well, I really care about what Jam, the Jam group do. I really care about. I care about the girls. I care that that we give them every opportunity we can. I feel that I've got 
skills that I can put to some good use and it really fits in with our Mercy values. Everything that we make in this shop is going to Catherine House and we have, or Catherine House or any of our Mercy works, mm. we have such... For people who don't know what Catherine House is, can you describe the work they do? So Catherine House um, has been set up for quite a while now. They help women who have experienced disadvantage in their life to get back on their feet. They retrain them, they try to get them back into the workforce, try to find them housing, uh, we do a lot of work uh, with them and for them and they even do things like provide outfits for them when they're going for job interviews. So what I'll do is I'll have a look at any donations that come in and if it needs to go straight to Catherine House, I'll ring them and, and let them know that it's there. So why is it important to me? Social justice education is really, really important. I grew up um, with that as a really strong foundation and I think that the girls here benefit enormously. So I don't know, why do I why do I want to do it? It's just a lot of fun and it means something. Mm-hmm. who helped me enormously on oh, this yeah. project. Her name is Jaren. She designed the poster and she's been here every lunchtime just working. What? Seriously? So you've given up all your lunchtimes to come here and help, help out here? I don't like playing. Like. Why, what do you like doing then if you don't like playing? I like helping. Okay. And why is helping so much better than playing? Tell me. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. And then playing to me is just a bit boring because I always play at home. Okay. All right. So I play at home. So why bother playing at school at the same time? Yeah. It gets old, doesn't it? It gets a bit too much. So when you look around and after all the work and stuff that you've done, when you look around here and see it all put together, how do you feel? I feel impressed. Yeah? What's the bit you're most impressed about? Is there anything that you look to and you go, oh, I did that or I'm really proud of this? I think... Like the poster, because I did it all, like, mainly all by myself. Did you really? What year are you in, Jared? Year three. Whoa, dude. Well, congratulations. I hope this goes really well, clearly. And you've, you've already started selecting things that you're going to buy. What have you got there? i got Make Your Own Jewelry Box. Okay. That could almost be play, couldn't it? But not quite. <laughs> So this is girls from my homeroom and we've oh. been making, I've taught them how to make macrame. Yeah. And we've been making pot hangers and they've completely sold, sold out. There's well, three, got, left, three left. And they've learnt a dying craft. A dying craft. What was your names, guys? Isabel. Francesca. And Brenda. So how do you feel about taking on like the mantle, this sort of this lost dying art of macrame and kept it alive? It was a lot of pressure because like we thought that we weren't going to sell anything and then all the teachers started coming we were like, oh my God. And then it was t- it's like younger students started coming as well. And so, so what was it you were actually selling? Uh, pot holders and keychains. Okay. And how many did you sell? A lot. So and it's only, it's literally just started. Like it's only yeah, been open for like, like an hour. So we had 30 keyrings and we had like 25 pot yeah, hangers. So we had 27 in the end and now we've only got two pot holders left and then all our keychains have been sold out. I know. In the first Who'd hour. have thought? Like, seriously, did you imagine this at all? Never. No. 
Do you like doing it? Is it something you enjoy? Pretty fun. It was like really easy, but it was really time consuming. It was really time consuming. It like took a lot of our time out. It took so much effort as well. But the end result was really good. Tell me a bit about why this day is important to SAC. I mean, you guys have gotten engaged in it in a way that's sort of like, you know, very, very specific in doing the macrame. But what is this day actually all about and why does it matter? About donating money to charities that need it and like are less fortunate than us. Yeah. So that's like obviously why we put in like the best effort so that we can hopefully like what we did today was like sell out so that all the money can go to Mercy Works, which is like what it's aimed to do. Yeah. And is that kind of a real um, like impetus, a real thing that you kind of keep in the back of your mind going, if we do really well, we'll have more money to donate. Is that really yeah. the big motivator? Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Lucy, I realized the last time I didn't get much interview with you. So I really wanted to touch base with you and just get a sense really of kind of what being the social justice leader this year has been like. Well, I feel like it's given me a lot more confidence and kind of like a pathway to get involved in the school because I'm not very sporty or like musically orientated. So I struggled quite a bit in like primary school trying to work out what I could do as a hobby, as something to get involved. And then like my primary school didn't really have much of a group to do stuff with and then I came here and I was like oh my gosh jam like how amazing I can do something I don't necessarily have to be talented I can just go out and help people and it's just well that's a talent in itself yeah (laughs) and yeah it's just been really good to I've never done any leadership roles before so it's been amazing to just learn how to do all of this and really just like seeing like the outcomes from helping people and giving me something else to do other than just studying has been so good. How do you think um, being in the leadership role this year as part of Jam, how do you think, do you think you've changed at all? Like, have you got to have grown and developed in any particular way being involved in that? I think, I guess, just more comfortable in socialising with other year levels and um, things like speaking in front of an assembly. I had never done that before with so many people. And like it's just given me the confidence in myself that I can do this stuff and that I, you know, that sort of stuff and yeah, just opened my eyes to the world a lot as well. Just, it's been amazing. I know for a lot of people, um, being involved in Jam and being at SAC, it's kind of part of the same thing because it's an extension of that. What sort of impression, what sort of legacy do you think being here at SAC has left on you if you had to choose one specific thing? I feel like it's just like, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard. It's just like opened my eyes to the world a lot more than I think other schools could have. Like, I feel like I've just, I'm not just learning content, I'm learning about life as well and how privileged we are and it just makes you so much more humbled that how lucky you are for what you've got. And how does that motivate you to be in the world? Well, I think it's just made me feel that I need to take on board what I've got and I need to accept it and, you know, appreciate it and take every opportunity I can get and at the same time, you know, be conscious of who around me might be, you know, underprivileged or see what I can do to help others at the same time.
Thanks to Claire Peterson, Patty McAvoy, Holly Saberton, and all the students from JAM at SAC for being part of the St. Aloysius School Life podcast in 2020. In some exciting news, we've also got confirmation that School Life will return to SAC in 2021. So make sure you're subscribed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now to get those episodes and all our others from all our other Catholic schools as soon as they're released. The School Life podcast was produced by me, James Meston, for RHD Radio and Podcasting. For full music credits for this episode, please check the show notes. Be sure to connect with RHD Radio and Podcasting on Facebook and Instagram for photos, news, links to all our other podcasts and behind-the-scenes stuff. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with a different School Life story. Music.